Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Every Thursday night, that's right, it's a triumphant trio. Myself, Dave Schofield, the other co-editor. What's going on, Dave? How are you tonight? I'm good. It was a nice, warm day to get outside. That it was. That it was. Before almost got to 80. This I don't know. Almost got to 80 today in the Mid-Atlantic. Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? Indeed, it was a beautiful day, and more beautiful days are coming. It doesn't mean the meteorologist has to say so. All I know is it's going to get chaotic and crazy, and if you love football, it's happening, my friends. The feeding frenzy that is free agency is upon us. It's right around the corner, the tampering period, which I think it's hysterical, by the way, when people will say, you know, the tampering period's only been going on for a few years. <laughs> Legally, <laughs> legal tampering has only been going on for a few years. Tampering has been going on for a lot longer than a few years, but that starts on the 15th, that's Monday, and then the 17th of March is the first official day of the new league year. Now, since last time we were on, We'll brush up on the fact that the news of the week was that the salary cap was set. 182.5, am I right, guys? That's what the number was? 182.5. Yes. Okay. Dave, you wrote the article, ran this morning, Thursday morning, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. How much space do the Steelers have, Dave? Tell us that before we talk about anything else. Go. Okay. Right now, they have a little over $6 million in space, and the reason – I'm not going to get into an exact dollar amount. It could be, you know, the two sources that I use over the cap.com and spot track, they both have subtle differences. They have a few contracts that aren't, you know, where they're estimating things that they're not exactly the same, but those are the two sources. They're both over 6 million. And 
there is other things that the Steelers are going to have to spend their money on. I laid that out in the article, things like signing their draft picks, the 52nd and 53rd player come September, the practice squad that counts on the salary cap. Um, so you got to, and the question is, are they going to go back to the 12 man that it was supposed to be right now? Or did they like the whole notion of the 16? That's something that would be interesting to see what the NFL does. And of course, then you also have the Steelers need to have some money left over to pay some players. If, Cause if someone gets injured, they still count on the salary cap um, unless they get waived injured or something like that. And um, then they have to bring in somebody else to replace them. So you got to have money to do that. So even though they have that, Six million, they're going to need, they're going to be spending most of that, but you don't have to worry about that now. That's stuff that you're not going to need until at least May. So you got that six million now, and you could create a little bit more now, or you could wait and create more later to pay for those things. So that's what they got. That's what they got to do. Um, so they can still sign a couple guys even before next Wednesday and still be okay. Okay, Brian, let me ask you this question. The Steelers are going to have to create more cap space if they want to be considered buyers in free agency, even if it's just for one player. How do they do that? Do they restructure more deals? Do you think they're players that get cut? Because we know that the release tracker on behind the steel curtain has been going crazy. Like the New Orleans Saints cut like half their roster because they're there. They, they were cap hell. Everyone's cap. Brian, how are you creating space? You know what? I like the idea of looking anywhere you could find it. I, I think they're going to be reluctant to drop anybody right now. I don't think they want to. If they have to, they're going to. They're pro the guys that they're going to be looking at to drop the uh, the top two guys that they don't want to, but probably number one and number two that, that will be looked at would be Vinny Vitivici, Vince Williams, or Joe Hayden. They're going to do everything they can to not do that. I, I, I know. I get it. But they're going to try. But those are probably guys that they look at because you're not going to drop a guy that uh, is on their rookie deal to move some space. They're going to look under the couch cushions. They're going to do whatever they can. Hey, look, we said this last year. Here's my Steeler wallet. All right. Even though it's empty. They find a way. Omar Khan can find a way. I said it before. If I could hire him to come into my house for a week to help my wife balance the budget, I would. There's always a way. So you can figure it out that way. I mean, I, I know Dave was shaking his head on the uh, the Joe Hayden thing, but that stuff is a possibility that they could look at. I don't think they're going to, but if there's somebody else on the list that I'm missing, I got out. one. That I would put as as the as the in the top. If you want to do top two, I think the Steelers are going to manage to keep everybody. That's just what I, what I'm going with. That they can make it work. Because think about it. In essence, they kind of cut two people, but they didn't because they had two retirements. Much like last year, you know. Not that I think that they would have cut Pouncey, but that takes away another cut you would have done. You know, Vance McDonald they might have cut last year. They did not cut Ramon Foster. He retired. He might have been a cut otherwise. But because of those two retirements, you have other things to do. I'm going to say it's one that might shock you because you're going to say, well, then who's going to play there? And that is, it could be Eric Ebron, you know, to save some money. And you're like, well, who's going to play tight end? But right now, if you cut Joe Hayden, who's going to play safety? You know, and, you know, it's the same kind of boat with guys that aren't very experienced because their other options aren't signed either. So 
I don't know that that's going to be the way to go. I also don't know that they, I don't think they're going to restructure anyone between now and the start of the league year, unless the NFL announces what's going on with the 17th game. Cause I think that's what they really need in order to do um, Stefan to Because if you look at it, um, was it today or yesterday when, when uh, the wide receiver for Houston, not Houston, Brandon cooks, he got, he got restructured and they gave him more money. And they're like, well, that's not very, the very, common well the reason they did that i think is because he was on the he had a contract under the old cba and he was set to lose money by restructuring so they made up that difference so those are things that they're that they're trying to figure out they got things that they can do they definitely have things that they can do and uh it's not the sky is not falling like many people thought it was they they've already shred over 40 million dollars including what was the carryover than what it was going to be. So I, I think they're in decent shape. So players, they could still restructure. They could restructure Stefan to its contract. They could do Chris Boswell's. I believe they could also That's extend it. play. Huh? That's, That's it. it. They, they could extend a player Lots like Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson. If they Ebron. Ebron's yeah. another one. Yeah. So Vince they have Williams. options. I think that's the way that's the mode of getting the number a little bit higher in terms of cap space than it is cutting players. But that's just my own personal prerogative. All right, let's get to the headline of this podcast, which is what surprises await the Steelers in the new league year. This is not necessarily our bold predictions, which we used to do. We did during the regular season, but really what surprises do you see happening with the Steelers when free agency rolls around? Because remember the next time we are on a show together, the Steelers, we're we're going to be on in day three of free agency. I'm sorry, day two technically, um, and and it's going to be you're still going to have moves being made, but a lot of that stuff's already going to be done. Brian, if you were to give us one surprise that you think could happen with the Steelers and free agency, what is it? I'm thinking that they keep somebody that uh, you don't really expect, somebody that they weren't really talking about as much, and that would be somebody like a Matt Filer where, you know, a lot of people right now aren't thinking that uh, he is a big priority because he falls under the, the Chris Hubbard type situation from a few years back where he's probably going to be valuable to a team like the Browns who took Hubbard or somebody like that, that can get him and overpay him kind of like Finney was overpaid last year. That didn't quite work out for the Seahawks, but I could see a guy like that that could be a priority to uh, um, to another team that the Steelers say, okay, we're going to keep you just as an insurance policy and maybe get them a lot cheaper than you would think they normally would. Because right now, with all these, with the axe falling on a lot of teams, you mentioned New Orleans earlier. We just saw two, two starting linemen for the uh, Super Bowl runner-up Kansas City Chiefs and last year's Super Bowl champion go out. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys out there, and I think there's going to be a lot of cheaper alternatives um, where these guys aren't going to get the money that they normally would get in free agency because there is going to be so much volume out there. What about you, Dave? What's your surprise? My my biggest surprise, first and foremost, I have to say, is that we have a Dennis Sheridan sighting in the live chat. How's it going, Dennis? Haven't seen you in a long time. Glad to see you here. Just had to do that one. A lot of people were chiming in saying, hey, Dennis, good to see you. So um, my biggest surprise is that 
I'm kind of along the lines of Brian, but I, I, I honestly think the biggest surprise is going to be that they're that I that they're not going to cut anyone to do what they have to do. I think you might see an extension, like one at player extension by next Wednesday, really is going to buy them a lot. If it was either a Hayden or a Nelson, lots of people keep talking about Joe Hayden. I really that's one in my deepest heart of hearts. Not only do I not want to see it, I don't think it's going to happen just because I've heard too much of how they value him and, and what he does um, from from guys like a Jerry Dulock that's really in tune with some of the things that that go on. That's the only reason that I've kind of dismissed the notion of Joe Hayden because of something that that some of those people have said. I think your biggest surprise is that um, – Let's go with this. The Steelers can't keep either one of their two free agent corners. I could see that happening. I really I could. want them to, but I, I yeah. for some reason I would be surprised if they don't keep both keep one of them, and it just it just might not happen. My surprise is going to tie in with Steel Dog eighty eight, who gave us two dollars. He says the surprise is signing of John Brown, who publicly Ooh. stated on Thursday today that he would like to go to the Steelers. He listed two teams. Number one was the Steelers. The second was the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, take that for what it's worth. That's just mm-hmm. what he's saying. It doesn't mean the Steelers are interested or anything like that. But nonetheless, I am going to go out on a limb and say that my surprise is that the Steelers are going to be more bigger buyers than people ever thought. I think that this is the year of the cheap veteran contract, the cheap veteran one-year deal. <laughs> I told us you were going to say that, weren't you? Dave? No, I, I did. Oh, okay. it, it jogged something else in my brain of what I should have said. So I, okay. years, I want to throw it so out. I think it's a situation where you might get John Brown on a one-year deal for a cheap mm-hmm. one-year deal. And it's a, it's a deal that the Steelers could manage that they'd be glad to have because John Brown is going to be looking in a lot of other veterans. I'm just using his, him as, a, as an example are going to try to use this as almost like a catapult into 2022 where the, where everything is expected to rebound. They're saying that the salary cap could be over 200 million in 2022. Think about how much space teams will have. um, And those veterans could be seeing big contracts, especially if they play well. So all these players that you've been seeing getting cut, and there's going to be more, there's going to be a lot more over the weekend and getting ready for next week in the new league year. I think the Steelers are going to grab a couple of these more so than you think. That's my surprise. Go ahead, Dave. What were you going to say? But I should have said, and it didn't dawn on me until just now. Since the Steelers opened this can of worms, worms, something they had never done until Ben Roethlisberger's contract, watch them use some void years with somebody. Like, if you want to get a player, like you say, like a one-year deal, if you really want to make it work under the salary cap, you throw two void years onto the end of their contract, and you give them a big signing bonus, and you're really only having – other than their base salary, a third of that signing bonus count this year. You could see that maybe use void years for, for somebody else. Other teams do it all the time. Like I said, Javon Hargrave had void years on his contract. He signed, he signed with Philly last year. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't be surprised just to get around what is the 2021 season. I might've messed it up and said 2020, um, the, the 2021 season that, um, they could maybe use that in order to say, hey, it might be kicking the can a little bit, but it's going to at least get us in the right direction. Okay. Brian, any other surprises on your side? You mentioned it. You know, this season, you could basically say the entire NFL for a lot of these veterans, it's going to be sponsored by Enterprise Rent-A-Car or Rent-A-Center <laughs> because you're going to have so many one-year deals. 
that it's when you said that Jeff about the one year deal, there's going to be so many of them. There's going to be a record of one year deals. You're going to see guys for it's going to look like basically it's going to look like the hockey trading deadline, the baseball trading deadline. When guys are there for just a couple of months, you're going to see guys in a uniform for a record one year. So when you're looking at ProReference.com or their trading guard, they're going to have that one lone year of Pittsburgh or Seattle or wherever because so many are going to have to do that to set up, like Dave said, 2022 because there's not enough space. And you're, well, seeing, that- you're seeing the downfall. Right? You're seeing guys falling like crazy right now. They're going to come back. they got to be patient and bet on themselves for one year. Let me ask you a follow-up here, Brian. So do you think that if if everything happens the way that I laid it out and the way that you projected in terms of these influx of one-year contracts, do you foresee NBA super teams happening where players are like, hey, we're free agents, let's let's all go to the Steelers and let's see if we can win a ring? And the Steelers are like, ah, sure. I mean, do you think that could happen in the NFL or do you think that there's too much parity for that to happen? I think there is definitely too much parity. We saw the attempt at the super team in 2000 with Dan Snyder bringing in guys like Deion Sanders, Bruce (laughs) Smith, Andre Reed. I mean, he brought in everybody. Tony and I did the uh, retro show on the last game of Three River Stadium, and that was at the end of that year where everything went wrong for that team. And it, it just it doesn't work in the NFL like it could in the NBA because you're putting super three superstars um, on the court with five spots to start. You really can't do that here. Now the Browns are going to try to do that right now. The Browns are going to try to get um, throw a lot of money at some guys because they have a lot of space, but with chemistry and teams that doesn't, you need pieces of the puzzle. I'll never forget back in 1998 when the, uh, Excuse me. In two thousand eight, when the uh, when the Washington football team brought in a prized free agent that ended up not working out, and somebody came on Washington radio and said, "You know, why can't more teams be like the the Patriots, be more like the Steelers, and get those piece of the puzzle guys? Because because too many superstars don't work; they clash." What do you think, Dave? What do you think about all these one year deals? It's interesting because one-year deals don't help with the salary cap. They really don't. What really is better is deals that are spread out more to where that first year is low and then you're paying higher, which is honestly, believe it or not, is a really good setup for this year. You get that, you sign that guy, the first year's lower because you're giving them so much of a signing bonus that's spreading out later. And then you worry about bigger base salaries in future years, not in this year. The problem with that is, and this is why I mentioned the whole void years thing, because for those of you that don't understand how that works, if teams still might want to do that concept where you get that discounted first year, but they can't work out how much to give in a base salary in future years based on is the cap going to explode. And that's why they'd rather do that and spread that money out, but then not be tied into a set base salary that they have with these players. And the players might not want to settle for a lower base salary, which is a kind of what Brian's talking about, because you're talking about the salary cap now. And are are teams going to be really willing to say, oh, let's have this explode over the next few years. Now, the Cowboys kind of did that with Dak Prescott because 
to round off the numbers, he's $22 million this year, $33 million next year, and $44 million the following year when it comes to the salary cap is the way they structured that. So it could be that because of the TV deals, teams will be willing to do that. I don't know that the Steelers are going to be one of those teams. So that's where it gets tricky. And I'm, it's kind of the whole reason of like, why bother to do the void years with Ben Roethlisberger? Why not give him a base salary? The problem was figuring out what number is going to be happy for both sides when it comes time to actually happen, you know, a year from now, two years from now, things like that. So there's a lot of different ways you could do it. If, if you're set on a player, like, like if the Steelers set on a player, like this could be a guy that could be with us long-term, sign him to that longer deal and have that first year be really low. The question is, how sure are they? Okay, so let's talk about positions and not necessarily specific prospects, but positions. We're talking about free agency. If you were to go outside the Steelers, so we're not talking about keeping any of their own guys or anything like that. We'll do that in a second. If you could pick one outside free agent position, what position would that be? Brian, I'll let you go first. You know, a lot of people are probably thinking on the offensive line on this one. Um, I'm looking more at running back, and it might seem crazy. I kind of think that uh, right now you bring in you bring in a running back, and you could possibly do that with some of these guys that are, might cost a little less. I mean, I'm not talking the Aaron Jones situation because that guy's going to end up uh, – his market's going to be driven up. But there's some guys that you can you can get – and pull in and do pretty well with. So I'm looking at the running back spot. Okay. Dave, what about you? To comment on what Brian said, I would definitely be for that. But this is what I'm not for. I'm not for bringing in a veteran running back and using a and using a first-round draft pick on a running back. I don't want them to do both. You know, one or the other. Um, so if they do that, you know, and I mean, if you're bringing in a bottom guy, that's not much more than the league minimum, that's a different story. But if you're bringing in someone like, I mean, an Aaron Jones would, I think would be more, if, if you're talking, you know, it, it depends on what they sign for, if you know what I mean. So if you, if you think you want to go high running back in the draft, don't bother doing that. That's just my opinion, the way I feel about it. Um, so I'm going to go with the offensive line. And what's interesting is, is you think I would probably say center. I know Michael Beck is like center, 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 center. Believe it or not, I think if you're going to get a center, you're pay for it, pay for it. Cause you need it that bad. But if you want something that's on the low end, you could probably get a low end quality tackle to help you bridge the gap there. I am going to go with center, 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 like Michael Beck would, because I think that, it, again, you did this with the running back comment, and it ties in with the NFL draft and their dra their team needs. If they can mm -hmm. find a center, I don't care if it's someone like Alex Mack, who mm -hmm. might only have a few years left in his career. If you can just get that guy, and I've said it a million times on my Let's Ride podcast, get me a Jeff Hardings type. Mm -hmm. He's at the end of his career, so a wily veteran that can come in and just kind of fill that gap and then – and then eventually when the draft class brings a, a, a prospect that is like a Marquise Pouncey that could start from day one, there's not one of those in this draft class. And so people are like, oh, just go draft a center. It doesn't work that way. There's no, I think all the best centers will be there on day two or day three, even, or I'm sorry, rounds two or three. 
this year. And so you could still draft a, a center, maybe rounds two or three. And if you get that free agent, now you freed up other options in round one. Uh, I love some of the running backs um, that are in this draft class. I'm not sure if I like them in the first round. I like, I love some of the tackles that are in this draft class and what they do in free agency will dictate what they do in the draft. We talk about that all the time. So, I'm going to throw another one out there. I want you guys to. Uh, I was going to say because I had a follow up question too. Go, that I was going to ask. It. Sure, go ahead. This is this is real quick. Would you rather get that one big free agent that's going to be a starter for you for several years, you know, two or three years, or would you rather sign four or five, you know, depth key low profile guys? How would you rather do it with this? If you're the Steelers, seeing what you know when we're talking. Might not even be by next Thursday. It might even have to be the next one. That did the Steelers make the big, the one big signing, or did they make several small ones? I would be like, if it's a center, give me the center and be done. I'm fine with that. Like, if you give me the center, I'm like, hey, you did your job, guys. Kudos. Let's get ready for the draft. You have eight <laughs> picks. I figure they're going to at least hit a couple of them out of the park. Brian, what do you think? You know what? I like. I love the idea of a center and and the center that I'm looking at, of course, I think he's way too expensive, but Green Bay's Lindsley yeah. is is absolutely incredible. That's a guy you bring him in. I I'm thinking you're getting five, six plus out of him. So that's uh he would be worth it if you do have the money. There are some centers out there um that you can bring in and they don't have to start right away. But you're gonna want to bridge the the gap because you don't want to. Do you really want to start the season with a JC? No. no. So you probably don't. Now to answer Dave's question though, there's some guys out there that I would like to bring in for two years to help um, stabilize the team. And I think in the if you're looking at the wide receiver position, and they don't have to draft a wide receiver high, but if you're bringing in a guy like a Brown or an Amendola and a guy that, that can still get you 60 catches. You could bring them in cheap. Um, I don't know where, I don't know how much golden Tate's going to cost. Um, but if you can get a veteran on the cheap, help stabilize those young receivers, as far as be a locker room guy and even a Larry Fitzgerald, man, if you can get a Larry Fitzgerald, I don't think he's really wanting to go anywhere, but you bring a guy in like that, you bring a few on the cheap. Somebody mentioned even the, a running back, an Adrian Peterson or a Frank Gore, and everyone's like, oh, those guys are so old and everything. If you brought a guy in for $1 million a year while you're, while you're drafting somebody, drafting somebody high or uh, getting them in a position where uh, they could help bridge the gap, because remember, that window, now that you signed Ben Roethlisberger, that window might be open for another year that you might be adding, doing what you did in 2020, in 2021, to try to bring a, a ring right now. And I think if you're asking Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Omar Khan, and Mr. Rooney, what you're trying to do, I think they are building for, they're trying to win a ring now. And not, I'm not saying jeopardize the future, but not really look too deep into the future. If there's a position... That go ahead, David. I was gonna say I want to answer my own question. Can I do that? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay. The the thing is, the answer lies on which position you want to do, whether it's Brian or you. Because I'm I'm actually sold now that you guys are right with the running back or center. And the part part of the reason I think of that 
is I would like the Steelers to draft the center, but not in the first round. I would like the Steelers to draft a running back, but not in the first round. But they can't take both of them in the second round unless they're trading yeah. around to do it. So to me, it's either you either go get the center, and that's your one big signing, or you try to get a decent running back and maybe a couple other guys with the same amount of money, and then you're focusing on center and not running back or running back and not center in the draft. If there's a position that I I would be 100% behind them going out and getting, even if it's a lower tier free agent, and I, unfortunately I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, it would be pass rusher. If they were to be able to find an edge rusher that is just not expensive, <laughs> that's a thing. I mean, if everyone's like, well, you got Bud Dupree. Well, you're not going to be able to afford Bud Dupree. I'm thinking of someone, and Brian, you did the articles. I don't if know you're if you good, they're going to cost a ton. And if they're not good, why do you want them? Yeah, no, it's just it's just one of those positions that a lot of people aren't going to think of. Um, tight ends, another one. Maybe if there's a tight end floating around, Kyle Rudolph. Again, how much is he going to cost? I know a lot of people have talked Zach Ertz and stuff like that. I'm not sure if that's the answer, but still, uh, there are some positions that the Steelers could target in free agency that might not be the center running back wide receiver that everyone is accustomed to. Let's do one more though. At I can't get over the fact that Art Rooney II said when he met with media at the end of the season, they're going to add to the quarterback room. So do the Steelers pick up some schmuck quarterback <laughs> off the streets when we know it's not going to be a high-profile free agent pickup? Do they add to the quarterback room? Do they draft it? What do you think about that? I still can't forget that he said that, and I, I believe that that means something. Dave, we'll start with you. Okay. I know some people are like, oh, maybe the Steelers should take a flyer on a mid-round quarterback. You know, see if you can find a – was Russell Wilson a third? Was he a third? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Dak Prescott was a fourth. You know, if you could find someone like that. I'm like, the Steelers don't need to do that. Do you want to know why? They took their flyer. Their flyer Haskins, was bringing yeah. in Haskins. So you don't need to do that. You really want to know what I think? Did Ru Art Rooney make that comment? Was that before or after the Haskins? That's what I couldn't they remember. They had already picked him up, I believe. Okay. I yeah. think you're going to either see them bring back on the cheap, if they can, someone like a Josh Dobbs, or you're going to think I'm crazy, undrafted free agent when the draft is done. Because they're going to need a fourth body for sure if yeah. not a fifth. So that's what I think they're going to go. I don't, to me, it's kind of, it's like I said last year with running back this is how I would say quarterback this year, go big or go home. Either go get the guy that's your future guy or don't waste the capital and just have another guy that's depth. I agree with that. What about you, Brian? What do you think? You've got to understand art two's comments when he made them, Everything with Ben Roethlisberger was up in the air. It was in flux. They did not know whether he was coming back. So quite possibly, meaning that we're going to have to add somebody to the quarterback locker room, uh, the quarterback room, it could have been Ben Roethlisberger. Because think about this. Now that you know they're going to bring in an undrafted free agent, I don't even think they're going to draft one now unless they go big, like if they, they do the Jeff Hartman dream. And trade up, <laughs> and which I, I love that dream. I mean, I think that's great. I just don't think they, and I caution them you don't want to get JP Lozman, you don't want to get Artie Burns just because they've got those two letters next to their name. It says QB, and they say, Ah, we're going to go ahead and pick up Jeff Hartman in the uh, seventh round, and uh, not realizing that, that he is a, uh, 
he is a balding ex cornerback <laughs> from uh, the Wheeling area that had one pick six in middle school. Um, uh, you, you know, so it's one I'm more than those. Just so I just make that clear. <laughs> I never had a pick six. <laughs> I, uh, I just don't think that uh, I think those comments are outdated. I okay. really think they are because they're now knowing that they they've got. If you bring somebody in as an undrafted free agent or as a free agent, then you're saying that, well, I've got to get rid of either Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. And so, you know what? Maybe they don't want Haskins. Maybe he's just in there to see if he sticks to the sticks against the wall. But now they're in a situation that they have been back for another year. They know that Mason's here for one year unless they have some kind of designs on trading him. But we talked about that last week with what kind of value does he actually have? And he doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of value. He has more value to the Steelers than he does with anybody else. So when you're looking at this whole situation, those comments that he made at the end of January, early February, they probably don't hold as much water now. So when they're talking about bringing in a guy to add to that quarterback room, Dave is on the money. It's an undrafted free agent at this position. You're not going to throw money at Fitzpatrick. You're not going to throw money at Winston or anybody like that because it's you're just not set up this year to have that battle because you you're, the design is to have Ben for hopefully 16 games, and if you only have him for 12, 17. make 17. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Thank you, Mr. Correctorson. And um, <laughs> correcting me, correct. Is it official yet? Is that completely no? Official? No, that's why that's holding up so much business. Believe it or not. Okay, what so when I go back and produce the show, I'll cut that part out, mm. and we won't even. No one will ever hear this. Yet. <laughs> uh, so you know, really, I don't know what I was trying to say when uh, Dave Dave had to no, make sure you said the key, they there. want Ben Roethlisberger for sixteen or yeah, seventeen so the games. Key is, and if he can't mm -hmm. be in there, it's going to be Mason Rudolph for right now mm -hmm. because you're going to use him for his extra year. And if he has to play, then you're going to find out if he has a future beyond Ben. That's what they're looking to do. Can I piggyback off what Brian said for 30 seconds? 30 seconds, go. One, you're right, because if you really want to see if Haskins is the guy, you need to give him more than training camp and let him be a number three, if nothing else. That means you have your three quarterbacks. Okay, that's why you don't want to do a lot. But when it comes to the Steelers with the draft this year, it's one of the, if if you want to go big with a quarterback, it's one of those things that you prepare for, you just don't plan on. It would have to fall for you in the right way. I'm gonna go out. On, I'm gonna go out on the record and say that I think they do need to prioritize trying to get Joshua Dobbs back, because if Haskins does not pan out, let's say he stinks and he's mm -hmm. preseason's awful, you do want someone with experience that would be able to function well in the Matt Canada offense and knows the system. Dobbs fits the bill; would be a good QB three. I think they need to prioritize that. But you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you some predictions for some of these free agents coming up right after this break. So if you're on our audio side, head over to part two, because we're going to give you all the predictions on what we think is going to happen with the Steelers free agents. If you're watching live on Facebook or on YouTube, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.